Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, and good evening. This is your pastor, your co-host for this evening, Pastor James Doggett Jr., and I'm thoroughly and uh, absolutely excited and elated to be here with you on this Friday evening. I'm curious to know, is anybody glad to just be in the virtual house? Are you glad to be able to worship God with us on this Friday evening? I'm so happy that God has preserved your life that he has given you breath in your nostrils. You know what the word of God declares. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We're going to praise God tonight because the God we serve is good. No, the God we serve is great. No, the God we serve is super smack. No, the God we serve is wonderful. He's counselor. He's almighty God. He's prince of peace. He's the lily of the valley. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. Did y'all know he's a light in darkness? Did you know that he's a ladder in a dungeon? Did you know that he's a lawyer in the dispute. Y'all need to know that the God we serve is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures through all generations. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a praise on my lips tonight. And if you're ready to worship God, I dare you to go ahead and press that heart button. Go ahead and celebrate the God of our salvation because he's still seated on the throne. And as long as he's still in charge, I got every right to come to his throne and say, thank you. Y'all know that my parents taught me, man, if somebody does some good for you. It's a good thing to say thank you. You might as well just say thank you because you didn't wake yourself up this morning. Say thank you because you know that you're only here because of the preserving power of God. Say thank you because God is good. How about this? If you need a reason to praise God tonight, let me just give you one quick reason, and we're going to call it a still here praise. Now, this is why it's a still here praise, because after all the hell you've done been through, after going through hell and high water, have, after having been attacked by the enemy on every side, who in... Who in this virtual sanctuary wants to just say right now that God, if anything, I'm just going to give you a still here praise. I'm still here. I'm still here because of your grace. I'm still here because of your mercy. I'm still here because you are awesome. And tonight I'm going to give you a still here praise. God is good. And we again celebrate you for coming and tuning in and worshiping with us virtually this evening. Y'all, guess what? I am not alone. I came here tonight with a surprise. See, some of y'all thought I was going to come and host tonight by myself, but no, 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 no. We're excited to hear Michael Polite. Pastor Polite is going to come through and he's going to give us a power packed word. I'm looking forward to that word. We're excited because Patrick Bogey is also here and he's going to lead us to the throne of God with his talent that God has given him and the anointing and favor of God on his life. But y'all, guess what? I done got another surprise for y'all. I have a person that you guys are very familiar with. If you were tuning in last week on Thursday night, in particular, all you Bermudians who came through and wrecked the place, doggone it, and represented. I need y'all to know that tonight I came with my boy. Let me throw it in gallery view one more time. Hey, we got my boy, Pastor Damon Hendrickson. Good evening, Chief. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, 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 man. I'm excited to be here, man. I, I said, listen, if you need a hand during this QT revival, uh, your boy is here for you, man. I don't just want to uh, preach it and quit it. Nah, I'm part of the QR challenge, all right, y'all? I'm hey. trying to be here all three weeks. That's Come what I'm trying on, to man. with. So I've That's been here to the, to the end so far, and I'm going to keep yeah. rocking with you to the uh, next week as well. 
Good stuff, man. Well, I'm glad that you've accepted the QR challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and put that plug in real quick. If you need to accept the QR challenge, this is what you must do. You need to merely make a commitment to be with us every single night. And you also got to commit to inviting a friend. We want to let the world know that this has happened. As a matter of fact, let's pause real quick, Pastor Hendrickson, and let's encourage the people real quick to press that share button. Tell them that they need to share tonight. Go ahead and tell them right now. Man, you all need to share this thing tonight. Yes. You make sure that you press the button. It's, it's not hard. And some of y'all know that this week you've been pressing buttons for other things. You've Come been on. pressing buttons for Amazon. You've been Come pressing on. buttons for Hulu. Come on. Pressing buttons on iTunes. Come on. You've been pressing <laughs> buttons for everything and it's been costing you money. You yeah. can press this button right now yes, for yes. free and yes. you can make and you can be actually, you can be a facilitator Come of on. a divine transaction for somebody. Yes. Someone could actually get the currency of heaven Yay. just for you pressing share tonight. Come so somebody on. needs to stop what they're doing, stop pressing yes. the like button, stop pressing the heart button, yes. and press the share button. The and share so button. you can be an evangelist during the QR. Guess what? You all are our Bible workers tonight. Come on, you come all on. You're gonna knock on everybody's <laughs> virtual door just by pressing share. Let's go. Amen, amen, boy. If you don't press share after that encouragement and charge, I don't know what else will motivate you. If you didn't feel that right there, you must need you need to check your pulse. You're dead because I believe that God has positioned us tonight. Yeah, 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 to go ahead and be what Pastor Hendrickson has has called the Bible workers of the evening. We're gonna go out there and let's share this good news of the gospel by simply doing one thing, and that is pressing the share button. Thank you, Pastor Hendrickson, for that encouragement. And I know that the people are responding right now. They're pressing that share button because oh, yeah. I see the numbers going up. Pastor Hendrickson, I'm looking through, and I see some people who are representing. We normally have to tell y'all to go ahead and tell us where you're tuning in from. But for some reason, I see uh, that you guys, once you tune in, you immediately start telling us where you're looking, uh, tuning in from. So I want to go down the list because I see some Oh, God. Yeah, come on. Uh, come on, man, come on. We in the I building, see a man. flag. We in the building. We don't tell you where we're from anymore. We just put flags up there. That's it. We don't even have to say, you don't even have to tell us where, just put a flag. That's put all y'all got to do. All right, well, let's go ahead and celebrate all you Bermudians who are tuning yeah. in tonight. Man, you guys have been showing up and showing out every single night, and I appreciate you guys. So we got Bermudians who are worshiping with us. Let me see. I think I see somebody from Louisville, Kentucky. We appreciate you guys for coming through. I saw somebody from Independence, Missouri. Okay. Look at Missouri representing in yeah. this place. That's awesome. What about Charlotte? I see Charlotte. Uh, I also see uh, some people from Florida. Hey, yeah. I appreciate you guys for coming through. Who else do you see? Do you see anybody Montreal. else? In there? Montreal, Canada. Montreal. Oh, That's very right. good. That's yeah, yeah. awesome, man. Montreal is in the building. I think I see New Life Hampton, Virginia. Okay, okay Virginia. Yeah. Thank you guys for representing. Go ahead and let us know. Put oh, in there. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Oh, did you see Brooklyn on I, there? I saw, oh. I saw BK. I saw <laughs> her, man. I, I was trying to run past. Know. I was trying to run past, man. I didn't want to recognize the folk from Brooklyn, but y'all <laughs> demand to be recognized. And I appreciate you for pointing that out. We got to celebrate all my people up in New York. By the way, I need you guys to keep praying. Keep praying for New York. You know, New York is going through right now. I actually have some friends who went up there uh, who are in the medical field to to lend their services and to do what they can do to help meet the needs of those there in New York. So we're going to make sure that we're going to keep praying for you guys in Brooklyn. Thank y'all for coming through and for representing tonight yeah. in the quarantine moving forward revival. I think I see South Central Conference in Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. Okay. Okay. I see some more flags going up there, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 
y'all gonna have to tell me where that flag is from, y'all. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. I, I see. Char- okay. What about Albany, Georgia? Mm-hmm. Um, we got Ohio. Chattanooga. Okay. Yeah. Chattanooga stuff. Oh God, I see another Bermudian flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. We coming out tonight. Happy uh, Sabbath. We coming out. Yes. We yes. coming out. Well, we thank you guys for telling us where you're from. We want to make sure that you guys know that all of you who've been sowing your seeds of gratitude, seeds of generosity, seeds of financial blessing, you've been blessing families all over the world. We want to just remind you guys of where your money has gone. I think transparency is extremely important, especially when it comes to people's money. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have just sowed in faith and you're not requiring that you know exactly where the money goes, but I still want to make sure that you are aware that you are blessing people who are in need. Let me remind you of what who's been blessed thus far by your financial gifts. We have a pregnant single, well, she's not pregnant no more. The lady from Virginia, she actually had her baby recently and we celebrate what God is doing. We blessed her with $531. We blessed that single mother in Houston with $400. We blessed that family in Florida with $325. We were able to bless that single mother in Michigan with $400 and that pregnant woman here in Florida for another $400. And then of course, we were able to go ahead and bless that single mother of three girls in Jamaica with $409. And we thus far have been able to give away $2,465 and we celebrate you guys. Yeah, I'm clapping it up because y'all are awesome. You're amazing. You're amazing. Um, should we remind them? Let's remind them of where we need to give. If you want to be a part of this move of God, if you want to help those who are in need, we already thank. I want to thank you guys last night. Once we closed this thing down, once we ended the meeting, you immediately started to give. We started to see the money pouring in. And we're excited about that because we're now going to ask for the discernment of God to show us where we need to put this money. Who needs it? Who needs it? And God is going to show us exactly where that money needs to go. But if you want to give, if you want to give, let me throw this up here real quick. If you want to give, you can give via the cash app and send it to the money sign, the quarantine revival. Again, that is through cash app, the money sign, the quarantine revival. And we say thank you for those who've been using that cash app. We have been using that money to bless those who are in need. And let me also let you know that you can use PayPal by sending money to the quarantine revival at gmail.com. Again, that is the quarantine revival at gmail.com. That is the email that you need to use if you're going to use PayPal. So we thank you guys so very much. Again, Cash App, the money sign, the quarantine revival, and then PayPal, the quarantine revival at gmail.com, gmail.com. Do you mind, Pastor Hendrickson, just celebrating those who've been able to give and just remind them of how big of a blessing this thing really is? Absolutely. Um, You know, one of the misnomers out there, right, are that people are not willing to give. But I believe that people are willing to give. They want to give to causes. They want to give to things that are actually making a difference in everyday people's lives to each and every one of you that have done something, that have given something. Again, you've clicked, right? I said it already. We've clicked for so much, but it's so awesome to hear that we're clicking to help people that we don't even know. We just believe in the cause. So to all of you all that have given, we celebrate you so very much. We believe that you've sown in good ground. And Mm -hmm. as a result of your willingness to give, that God is truly going to bless you. Absolutely. And shake down, press together, and roll over into 
into your life. And yes, so sir. you just need to remember to keep giving with a cheerful heart because the word yeah. of God lets us know that God loves a cheerful giver. Yes. That's what I like about this, J.D., is yeah. that we're not twisting anyone's arm behind no. their back. back. We're not guilting them into anything. We're right. just making a plea and people yeah. are giving and God yeah. is going to honor those hearts that are giving right now. I believe yeah. it. That's why you ought to make it your business tonight after yes. we go off because we don't want to miss you. We don't want you to miss any of this word. Yeah. After yeah. we end tonight, make sure you go to the cash app. Make sure you go to PayPal. Do something. Give to the quarantine revival, the yes. cause that we are trying to drive because yes. it is going to bless people all across the world. Amen. Amen. And again, we say thank you to all of you ha who have already given. God has used you tremendously and we celebrate you and we say thank you. Um, we have tonight, uh, again, a preacher of righteousness. Now, I need you guys to know that this preacher is very gifted in so many different ways. I don't even know where to start when it comes to introducing him to people because he's a Swiss army knife of a man. He has gifting in so many different areas. I'll start with the fact that he's a homiletician. That means that the man can preach. That means that he knows how to rightly divide the word of truth. And tonight, that's what he's going to do for us. He's going to lift up God's word, extricating his will as revealed in his word. And he's going to do it in a very relevant and power-packed way. So he is a preacher who's preached all over the world. He has many different gifts um, in the realm of just delivering the message of God, not just through the preached word, whether it's a seminar or just teaching. He's amazing amazing as it relates to being a communicator of the gospel and the love of Jesus. Additionally, y'all, this is one of the things that he and I bonded over. He plays ball. And I don't know how good he is. I can't wait to talk <laughs> trash to him when he jumps on because I know back in the day, I'll, I'll talk about it back in the day, a couple years ago, Listen, he used to get on that court and he will work those young people, man, who would come through and dare to challenge him on the court. So mm -hmm. he has gifts in the realm of sports. He's very athletic. He's not just an amazing husband. He's not just an amazing father, a communicator of the gospel and a basketball player. He's also a very creative and innovative mind. He's one of those guys who you just have to follow. And if you need to, to bounce an idea off of someone, he's the perfect person to call because he thinks methodic. How do you say that? Meticulously? Methodically? Methodically. Oh, okay. Methodically. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he thinks methodically, man. He is, again, a gem. He is a gift of God to this world. Mm -hmm. And I want y'all to know that he's actually given a TED Talk. Um, he's he's a advocate when it comes to literature that is created for us, for our people. And you can just find, just Google Michael Polite. And you'll see all of the different things he's done. At this point, um, he just transitioned recently from Andrews University. He was a chaplain up there and a pastor. And he now is the uh, youth director of South Central Conference. Um, he's going back to that same field where he was an associate pastor there at Riverside in Nashville, Tennessee. But again, we celebrate the man of God and we appreciate him for his willingness to come and to deliver this message of hope, inspiration, and encouragement. So before we hear the music, the song that will be played, we're gonna ask that Pastor Hendrickson would take us to the throne of God in prayer. Let me remind you guys before Pastor Hendrickson prays that we want you to send your request to us. Send mm -hmm. us a private message, please, to the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. Put it in the comments if you don't mind. We would love to be able to pray with specificity. There are many of you who've given us the request to pray for family members who are sick. Mm 
We've also received requests for people who are in financially uh, tight situations. We've prayed for uh, your family members who are not saved, who you're asking God to just ascertain and, and get their attention and to take them from glory to glory, from faith to faith. We're praying also for those of you who are essential workers. Some of you guys are kind of full of anxiety and and trepidation and fear. And we're praying that God would protect you during this time. Please know that we're praying with specificity. And if you gave us a name, we're calling those names out. So we thank you for sending those requests. And we want to encourage you to continue to do that. Pastor, do you mind taking us to the throne now? Sure, sure. Father God, we are indeed counted a privilege to be able to call on you. And that's how magnificent you are, that you can speak the world into existence. You've got the whole world in your hand, uh, millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands and hundreds of millions of people may be praying to you right now, but you hear this prayer individually and specifically. And so God, we very intentionally uh, magnify your name and we lift you up. We thank you for this medium, uh, the quarantine revival, Lord, what uh, some may have meant for evil. You're going to turn this thing around, this isolation and make it for our good. We thank you for all the mighty men of God who have preached uh, the powerful words of God so far. We thank you for how it has been relevant and real messages from each and every person, how it's been impactful in our lives. Lord, we think about all the many prayer requests that have been brought to our attention. We think about all our first responders and all our frontline workers, Father. We think about all of our healthcare workers and all the individuals who are out there trying to govern the land and trying to do the things that are in the best interest of the people. We pray that you'll give them wisdom, that you'll give them a hedge of protection. We pray for those who are suffering with anxiety, even as they go to work. Lord, may you indeed calm their spirits right now. We think about all the folks who have been afflicted by this disease, Lord, by this COVID-19, and we pray a prayer of healing for them that they will recover, Lord. And Father, we think about all those who have lost jobs in this season, Father, who are barely getting by and who are wondering how they're going to get the next meal and how they're going to be able to pay this bill and pay this and pay that bill. We ask, Father, that there will be a mighty move of God, that you will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that individuals won't have room enough to receive it. God, I pray that even in this season of uncertainty, that we will continue to cast our net out into the deep and trust in you, even when we can't trace you, Lord. Bless our preacher tonight. Give him power, give him a sound and clear mind to give a word that we know you've placed on his heart for your waiting people. Again, we ask you to bless us continually in your name. Amen. Amen and amen. At this time, we're going to bring Patrick Bogey on. And as he's preparing to come and render his gift unto the Lord and leading us in song, I do want to remind you guys that as this is our segue, the sacred segue between our work week and our weekend, our Sabbath, our day of rest, I want you to know that tomorrow is a very, very special day. Not just because it's Sabbath, but tomorrow night, y'all, we have a couple of special things that are happening. Let me begin by telling you that God has blessed the Quarantine Revival to be able to participate with a, a member of God's church, a, a daughter of Zion, um, in helping her cross that bridge, um, make that step, make her stand. And guess what? We're going to have a baptism tomorrow. It is going to be our first virtual baptism tomorrow night, Saturday night. And we're excited about that. Her name is Hillary. And I'm excited that God is going to use her to inspire some of you who might need to make that same move to go ahead and take that leap of faith and to do what God is calling you to do. So tomorrow night, we have a baptism that we're going to participate in. But additionally, y'all, you do know that Saturday night is our 
QR Mystery Night. That's the hashtag that we've been using. And that means that tomorrow night we have two people who are going to lead us that you have not yet been made privy to. Let me just tell y'all, don't miss tomorrow night. Let me just encourage y'all, don't miss tomorrow night. You might want to tune in tomorrow night because the two individuals who are going to lead us are absolutely anointed, power-packed. And let me go ahead and throw this on the screen for you. I need to share this with y'all real quick because I want you guys to participate. Just like last week, we're asking that you would take some time, go to the Quarantine Revival Facebook page, go to the Instagram page, and we want you to submit your guests, submit your vote. Who do you think the mystery speaker and the mystery artists are? Who are these individuals? Who is the mystery speaker? Who is the mystery artist? Let me remind you that you need to guess not one. Don't just tell me who you think the preacher is, not just one. Don't just tell me who the mystery artist is. You got to guess both. And we want you to be able to go ahead and do that. The winner of this uh, particular, you know, uh, uh, game is going to be given a gift, a financial blessing of $100 as well as a free 90-day devotional. So we want you guys to, again, participate. Who do you think that mystery speaker and mystery artist is? And we would love to see your vote. And we will reward the person who gets it right with, again, $100 like last week and a gift of a 90-day devotional that will bless your life. So, again, tomorrow night is our QR Mystery Night, and we want to make sure that you guys are prepped and ready for that. Um, are y'all ready to worship God? Y'all ready to lift up God's name in, in song? At this time, I'm going to go ahead and invite my friend, Patrick Bogey, to share with us his gift in song.
God is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures through all. Thank you so very much, Patrick, for leading us in that song. God has definitely blessed you with a gift, and we appreciate you for rendering your gift back unto the Lord. Um, at this time, as Pastor Mike Polite prepares uh, to come, as he prepares to render this word, um, I want to take this time to just walk back in memory lane uh, with Pastor Hendrickson. Um, we had the very first week of this revival, an amazing time. Let me tell you how amazing it has been for me to just be able to be on with all of you guys as you've been preaching. Um, and I just want to remind the people of what we experienced on the first week and bring them up into this particular evening, um, night 13 in our quarantine moving forward revival. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So we began with none other than Pastor Rashad Burden. Hey, yeah. Pastor Burden. Yes, yes. He brought that fire, man. He set the tone, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yeah, he brought that thing, and we appreciate him for reminding us, listen, that that even though you might be broken, doesn't matter what condition you find yourself in, as long as you're in network, network. hey, yes, <laughs> God knows how to find you, and he knows how to fix you up and to meet your need. Uh, we appreciate Pastor Rashad Burton for coming through and bringing that word. Mm -hmm. The very next night, we had none other than Pastor Richard Martin. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Pastor Martin. Do you remember anything that Pastor Martin reminded us? of that night let me tell you what i remember about rich yes <laughs> he came out with the broom the, yes, the he stick did. he came yeah. out with the stick yeah 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 he came out with the stick man yeah and he was he wasn't he illustrating for us he said look when it comes to trusting god in transition mm -hmm. you gotta know three things let me see if yeah. i can remember these things he said that we need to know that god um, will prepare. Oh my Lord. It's, it was so, it was, it was so deep, dude. It was hard to catch. All uh, I know is he told us we needed to trust him in transition. That's right. Yeah. And he used the illustration of the Israelites right there mm -hmm. at the Red Sea. The Red Sea. That's right. Yeah. God yeah. turned the Red Sea into a red carpet and they yeah, were able yeah, to yeah, walk yeah, across. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Listen, that thing was powerful. And we appreciate Pastor Martin for coming through mm -hmm. and delivering that, me that mega word. Yeah. Um, who was next? We had then Pastor Laron. Laurent Grover. Grosland, that man, that man reminded us. Oh, my Lord. He reminded, he said, look, something about timing. Yes. The, the inconvenient timing of, of God. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, said yeah, God yeah. has some, some good, bad timing. Yeah, good, that's bad timing. Mind. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> good, bad timing. My, my, my. Yes. It reminded us to listen that even though things might not look like they're going to fit together, like God is working, God is always on his throne and he knows how mm -hmm. to orchestrate your life perfectly so that you get what you need right when you need it he's never oh, early, yeah. he's never late he's always right on time oh, oh yeah, yeah. The, the very next night we had none other than my father the sensei doctor james <laughs> dog oh yeah he is the sensei the sensei yes. yeah he is the professor the teacher the one who's taught so many of us so many different things mm -hmm. and we got a chance to hear the word through him on mm -hmm. that night and Do pat doc the dad, I don't even know what to call it. He, he brought that mega word as well, reminding us like the eagle that stirs yep. the nest. Nest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and has the nest all, has the nest. It's not comfortable. Right. And makes right. it uncomfortable so that the yes. eaglet will eventually get out of the nest. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, uh, what, what did he say? You, you won't learn things on the playground of ease. ease. You gotta learn them in the classroom with trouble or something. Oh, yeah, oh, that's my oh, Lord. Yes, that, that, that was good. <laughs> that, so that was good. Powerful. That was good, man. And then after he preached, there was this other preacher, man. Yeah, and yeah. he was yeah. the I ain't gonna lie. 
The man brought the word, and I think he slapped everybody across the face when he told us that we're going to have to learn to fight through the fog. We got to learn to just keep on putting. It was none other than Pastor Damon Hendrickson. He's the preacher who's on the the line with us tonight, and we appreciate you for bringing that word, man. Just looking back at the views, people clearly gravitated toward that word, and it was so needed, and we appreciate you for coming through. Remind us of the 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 overarching uh, theme, the point of that oh, message. Oh man, that that you got to be able to to focus through the fog. That yeah. there's some things that are right in front of you. There's there's a <laughs> land that God wants to take you to. Yeah, you get distracted by the fog of things. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. powerful man. Thank you so much. And then the very next night, we had none other than Pastor Marquise Johns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this yeah. this boy preached, man, on Friday night. He yeah. came through and. One of the things I told him is that I appreciate him because he does his homework, but the way he breaks it down, he makes it so very relevant and yeah, powerful preacher. And on Friday night, he did an amazing job in reminding, yeah. yeah, in reminding us that we need to. Oh man, he was talking about stop blocking your blessing while pleading for the. (laughs) <laughs> pleading for the president. <laughs> yes, pleading for yeah, the president. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I love this one, man, because I had to write this one down. I'm looking at my notes. Eliminate everything that has exceeded its expiration date. Expiration date. date. <laughs> my God. That thing blessed my soul, man. Good Lord. That yeah. thing was good. And Pastor Marquise Johns, we celebrate you and appreciate you for coming through yeah, and man. bringing that. Then the very next night, our first mystery, mystery night speaker. Yes, <laughs> we had none other than Pastor Daniel Kelly. Yeah, Mr. DK. New York himself. <laughs> he came through, man. And one of the things that had me laughing was he had the organ, the all the yeah, organ yeah, yeah. sounds that were playing. <laughs> that thing was powerful. He he preached the relevant word as well. And he reminded us, look, that when it comes to, to the pain of our existence mm-hmm. and answering that question, does God really care? Mm-hmm. He reminded us that he does. God cares for Absolutely. us. He's going to come through. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I was, let me tell you what, what distracted me. I'm, I'm, uh, DK, I hope you're listening. Mm-hmm. I could not get past the fact that the man was in a jean jacket. Yes. With a French cuff shirt. Come on. <laughs> Listen, he, he said, I will be all things to all people. And yeah, I yeah. appreciate it for yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. That boy is a preacher, man. Yeah, he he sure can was. preach with the hat on. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That jack- Listen, we appreciate him for being our first QR Mystery Night preacher. And mm-hmm. he came through and represented well. What about Sunday night? Do y'all remember who preached Sunday night? None other than Pastor Austin Humphreys. That boy brought a power packed word. If you were blessed by Pastor Humphreys word, if you were here on Sunday night, I dare you to go ahead and press that heart button right there. And Pastor Humphreys, he took us over into Acts and he blessed us tremendously, man. Mm -hmm. And he launched us into our second week. And we were Mm -hmm. we're still high in the Mm -hmm. second week. And Mm -hmm. what about right after Pastor Humphreys? We then had um, after Pastor Humphreys, we had who? Evans. Evan Willis. Pastor Evan Willis came through and he took us back to Exodus. Yes, sir. He reminded us, yeah, that God knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And we got to trust him and transition as well. Mm -hmm. And after Pastor Evan Willis, who do we have after that? Powerful preacher of the gospel all the way from California. Pastor Kyle. Oh, yes. Pastor Kyle Kyle Crawford. Crawford. Yes. My friend, look, 
fellow L.A. Laker fan. That's why I knew he was going to bring the word. You see, that's good people, yes. man. I knew yes. I liked Kyle from a long time ago, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he brought that mega word as well, man. And we appreciated him. And mm -hmm. right after Pastor Crawford delivered that power pack where we had Pastor Melvin Warfield. Yep. Who came through. And he yep. delivered that power pack word. And then we had Dr. Bushner last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And I love how you've done that, how you've done that, man. You, you, you put guys, uh, you have mixed guys there who are anchors and mentors to us all. So we, man, absolutely. most of us felt like we were kids back in high school yeah, uh, listening yeah. to Pastor Bushner just preach. Yeah. We all know that he used to be on that circuit like that. Yeah. So we appreciate him so very much. Yeah, and he came through and he can still bring that word. And we appreciate that fire is very contagious and we celebrate him. Mm -hmm. But, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. Tonight? But tonight! Tonight, tonight, tonight. tonight. Let me tell y'all that God has brought another preacher into the virtual sanctuary. And we're excited about what God is going to do on this evening through none other than his manservant, my friend, my brother, a basketball player who thinks he can still ball. His name is none <laughs> other than Pastor Michael Polite. Let me throw it in gallery view real quick, y'all. Pastor Polite is here. And I just want to celebrate him. Y'all need to know that Pastor Polite is hungry. This is how I know it, because this man probably preached a million times this week, all over the place. He was actually doing a week of prayer over there with um, Pine Forge Academy. And we appreciate him for not just, you know, he could have said no, but he said yes. And we appreciate you for sacrificing your time and your energy and effort in making this thing happen. So Pastor Polite, we welcome you. Dude, man, it is such an honor just to be here, guy. Good, I mean, <laughs> I've been taking it in. I've been experiencing the blessing night after night. And I just want to take this moment, man, to affirm the fact that God uses people. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we disregard the human contribution in order to mm. uplift the divine presence. But mm. dude, man, because you were willing to position your, your material, your matter, man, yeah. Uh, we have been blessed for Thanks now God. two weeks, two weeks yeah, straight. Two weeks, so yeah. I want to not only affirm the vision, but also affirm my, my brother in ministry, Pastor yes. Dixon. And I want to thank him for the word he dropped, man. Oh, my goodness, yo. I felt mm. like I was watching like one of those radio programs of like 1955 or something, man. Just like power coming <laughs> through the speakers, man. What yes, yes, yes. And so yes. I just want to give a shout out to him as well. It's just a great, great thing to be a part of this type of camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Well, listen, we're again glad that you're here. We celebrate you and we are going to now go ahead and turn the floor over to you. You have your way and allow God's spirit to use you. We're rooting for you and we're excited about the word. Amen and amen to all of those who are watching. I just want to say welcome. Uh, happy Sabbath to some. Others are, are now about to enter into the Sabbath hours. Listen, Sabbath simply means rest. And the Lord has liberated me of late to know that the Sabbath is not a day. It's a tool. The Sabbath is not a day. It's a tool. And you can use that tool whenever you need. Somebody knows what I'm talking about because they've experienced the fact that you needed a Sabbath minute sometime this week. Just needed a Sabbath minute. Like, I just need to step back and pause. I need to stop everything. I needed a Sabbath hour. Somebody took a Sabbath hour sometime this week. Uh, other people need an actual Sabbath week. And then others of us need a Sabbath month. And for those of you who think I'm blaspheming the name of God, I'd, I'd have you look in the Torah 
and notice the fact that the Hebrews observe what is called a Sabbath year. And so there is a different types of ways we can use this marvelous tool. But Jesus is trying to empower us to use it in liberty when he says that the Sabbath was made for us and we were not made for the Sabbath. And so I celebrate the Sabbath and this great divine weapon that we have all been given in order to regain mental stability as well as spiritual connection. And I'm pretty excited about this whole moving forward theme tonight. You've already heard me give honor to the vision and as well as to the visionary. And we pray that the spirit would not only be a part of our discourse, but also take us to a different place as it pertains to valuing our struggles. No, no, no. I'm not talking about one of these things where we're talking about count it all joy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about valuing the people who struggle, not just the struggle itself. Because as church folk, many of us realize that we have been taught to value ideas over people. So we value the idea of struggle, but we seem to discard the people who do struggle. And during this COVID-19 crisis, one of the best kept secrets is that all of us have not been feeling stable mentally. All of us have not been feeling good physically. All of us are not on, 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 on par with where we wanna be socially. And, 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 and spiritually, some of us have really lost our way because we do not have that constant connection to a corporate worship space. And so with all that being said, I wanna lift up the struggling people who are still moving forward. If you would allow me to do that, I'm going to do it underneath the title, Stumbling Forward. Stumbling Forward. And that is going to come to us from Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22, reading in your hearing verses 55 through 62. I'm just here to celebrate the struggling people who are still moving forward. Luke chapter 22, verses 55 through 62. I'm reading from the New English Translation. Follow with me on your screen. It reads there, when they had made a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Verse 56, then a slave girl, seeing him as he sat in the firelight, stared at him and said, this man was with him too. 57, but Peter denied it. Woman, I don't know him. 58, then a little later, someone else saw him and said, you are one of them too. But Peter said, man, I am not. Now scrolling over, uh, let's look at 59. After about an hour still, another insisted, certainly this man was with him because he too is a Galilean. Verse 60 reads, but Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. Verse 61, then the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before a rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And we'll finale here in verse 62. And Peter went outside and wept bitterly. We're talking about stumbling forward. And Peter went outside and wept bitterly. So check this out. There are a few things to take the cool out of somebody's walk, like a stumble forward. Uh, there are a few things that can cause a person to pause and to chuckle at a passerby, like a stumble 
forward. Um, there are a few things that can take your confidence from 100 to zero, like catching the lip of an uneven sidewalk and stumbling forward. How many people have laughed recently at someone that they caught out the corner of their eye stumble forward? If you just want to testify and witness, go ahead and push that like button and go ahead and give a testimony right now that I've laughed at someone of late that I saw stumble forward. See, I got a bad habit and I'm just here to confess it. I like when people stumble forward. I like to see how they try to play it off. And I like to see how individuals look back and blame it on whatever they stumbled on as if it was its fault. Although it was an inanimate object, although it didn't have anything to do with the stumble, it was probably more so a lack of attention than it was the object, but yet we look back at it as if it was his fault or her fault, or I don't know why I did it, but I stumbled and it ain't my fault. Or how many people love to watch people who try to act like the stumble never happened? I mean, they try to recover like ASAP, you know? They, they try to get their gait back, their stride back, their cool back, and it's ASAP. And, and, and we watch them and we're like, oh, no, 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 you ain't gonna play that off because I saw you stumble forward. See, there are a few things that can take uh, the breath out of your lungs like a bad, stubbing my toe, painful stumble forward. And what I want to suggest here today is that my bad habit of laughing at people who stumble forward is something that also, watch this, it also contaminates my hermeneutics. Now, what do I mean by that when it comes to all of those out there who hadn't had any kind of formal theological education? Hermeneutics is simply the way you interpret the passage of scripture. And so when I say that that type of judgmental mindset about people I see stumbling forward, it's something that also contaminates my ability to read the book of the Bible with compassion. See, notice this, that the Bible is not a book about God. I want to repeat that because somebody just got shocked, but it's okay. You can talk about it in the comment section all you want to right now, but the Bible is not a book about God. The book of John lets us know that just looking at God's life here on our planet for 33 years is too much for one book to even encapsulate. See, the Bible is not a book about God. The Bible is a book about us. And the only thing that makes it holy is because whatever God made, God called it good. See, the Bible is a book about you, and the Bible is a book about me. It's not a book about God, but I'm glad God shows up in the story of humanity. I'm glad that there's somebody to come and save the day to get individuals like you and me out of our mess, out of our challenge, over the obstacles. I'm just glad that the Bible is a book that's a, that does include God, but it's not about God. The Bible is a book about you and me. See, we got a bad habit. 
I ain't the only one who's been laughing at people who stumble forward. See, when we read the text, we take our judgmental nature, the thing that has been programmed into all of our minds. See, we all feel this misplaced responsibility to police humanity, to call this good and that bad, to call this acceptable and that unacceptable, to call that person righteous and this person unrighteous. But did we miss what Jesus said when he says, why do you call me good? For there's nothing around here that's good except for the Father in heaven. There is no dichotomy. There is no binary. There is just one reality and that we are a six sinners, but God is a precious savior. That is really the only binary that we can dwell upon for any parts of minutes of our day. And I want you to notice that the text is clear from Genesis to Revelation that we all stumble forward for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm just quoting to you the passage of scripture, not trying to make it up and not trying to be overly creative. I'm just here to let you know that Mike Polite was recently brought into an understanding, not only of myself, but of my own spiritual journey, that I got a problem with being too judgmental of individuals that stumble. See, the Bible says that God is able to keep us from falling, but notice that it does not say God is going to keep you from stumbling. See, there's a difference between stumbling and falling. Uh, we've seen the difference many days. We've seen it on many times. There's a different laughter quality when someone stumbles and falls than if they just stumble. But for those of you who are already ahead of me, trying to say, well, preacher, I don't think there's anything wrong with falling. I want to say I agree. For a righteous person is an individual that falls again and again, but just stands to his feet again, stands to her feet again, believing that there's something still that I can contribute. So whether you're stumbling or whether you're falling, there's still something that God has, not only for you, but something that God has according to your purpose, according to his riches, for he knows the plans that he has for you, please note Jeremiah does not release that promise over a people who have not stumbled, but Jeremiah releases that promise over people who are in captivity. That means there was a stumble and there were a couple of falls, and yet he says, I'm still here to give you a hope and a future. I don't know about you, but I'm being cleansed of my judgmental mentality. I don't want to look at anybody anymore and judge who's stumbling and who's walking because at the end of the day, we all are stumbling. The thing is not if you're stumbling or falling. The thing is, which way are you stumbling and falling? I want to repeat that again, and you can go ahead and like it right there on your screen if you love it. The thing is not whether you're stumbling and falling. The thing is how you're stumbling or falling, what direction you're stumbling and falling. Notice that the title of this message is Stumbling, 
forward. And what I want to suggest is there's nothing wrong with stumbling and God can do something even if you fall. It's just the direction that you stumble and the direction that you fall. And I want to lift up Peter as a prime example of someone who's stumbling forward. Understand that the text is very clear that Peter has an aggrandized view of himself and his own spirituality. The Bible says there in the book of Luke that Peter believes out of anybody in the crew, I'm going to be the last person that denies the Savior. I am the most loyal. I am the most down. I am the individual you can count on. Uh, you can lean uh, on me. That is what Peter is saying there at the Last Supper in the upper room. But Jesus says, Simon, Simon, I wish you understood that the devil has already requested to have you, but I have prayed for you because when he sifts you as wheat, I want to make sure you recognize that there's somebody who is still in your corner. And the Bible says, he says, after Jesus admonishes, his, admonishes him to be cautious in the next days to come, in the next moments to come, that Peter says, listen, I don't know who you're talking to, Jesus. You must have thought that was Bartholomew you you were talking to you must have thought that was philip you were talking to andrew he must be talking to you because he ain't talking to me i will never die i will never uh, deny you i'll die with you instead and here's why i want to pause because many of us in our judgmental lens that we just cast down for the pulling down of strongholds many of us have read about these bible characters and we judge these Bible characters for their lack of piety, for their lack of consistency, for their lack of connectivity. But what I want to suggest is the Bible's not a story about God. The Bible is a story about us. So whatever you see in the text, you will also be able to see inside of yourself. And what I want to say here in the text, as I'm looking at what he's saying, I'm saying, Wait, Peter, you did tell the truth. Did anybody recognize that Peter did tell the truth? Or did your judgmental lens cause you to miss the fact that in the Garden of Gethsemane, there was only one Negro pulling out a sword. There was only one bouted, bouted cat. There was only one individual in the passage of Scripture that had the guts and had the courage to say, yo, you better lay off my man. He's with me. Therefore, he's going to be okay. And the Bible says he pulls out a sword and, and he swings, but he misses and he catches a cat by the ear. You know, Peter wasn't aiming for nobody's ear. It just means that in his fervor, he got a little too wild and did not aim properly. But let us not be too judgmental. I didn't see Matthew pull out no sword. I didn't see John the Beloved pull out no sword. I did not see any other disciple step to defend Jesus in the text. So what I want to suggest is that maybe, yes, maybe Peter was telling the truth that I'm the cat who's going to stand up for you. And here's where I'm going to stop for a little praise break because somebody in here is 
been too hard on themselves. You've been getting down on yourself because of the couple of things that you have done wrong. But how many people want to take some time to celebrate the fact that I've done some things wrong, but I've also done some things right? I want to celebrate Peter tonight because he has done some things wrong, but Peter also did some things right. He had the courage to stand up in a boat and say, I can walk on water too. He had the courage to say, you are the son of the living God, the promised Messiah. He had the courage to pull a sword. He had the courage to climb a mountain and watch Jesus transfigured. He was the only one who said, this is a holy place. We might as well build a tabernacle. He had all of that courage. See, somebody listening to this tonight has allowed the devil to get you to focus on all the stumbles that you've had in life. But I wish you would pause to see what God has still accomplished in you. There's still beauty inside of you. There's still something good inside of you. There's still something that has not been spoiled and has not been compromised. I don't care what you're struggling with, and I don't care how many times you stumbled. The text says that Peter didn't lie because he had the courage to stand up for his Savior. Oh, I hope somebody puts in the comments, I have done some things right. Go ahead and type that right now. Go ahead and speak over yourself. Go ahead and encourage yourself. We are not all bad. I know preachers keep telling you how, how low down you are, how wretched you are, and how you have received a lot of stuff that you do not deserve. But that's not what I see God saying about me. I see God saying I'm the pearl of great price that he buried in a field and went off and then purchase the entire field. I was bought with a good price. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I've done some things wrong, but I promise you, I've done some things right. And so we watch Peter as he is going from this moment of doing something right. And I know you're reading the text like me. You're trying to figure out how can somebody so courageous have such a cowardly moment just hours later, and before you get so judgmental, there we go again. Even the question is judgmental. How can you be so courageous one moment and cowardly the next? You know exactly how he feels. For the book of James says that all of these characters and heroes are of like passions just as we are. We know what it's like to ebb and flow, to go one place and then go another. But what I want to suggest here today is that Peter experienced in those hours between Gethsemane and Jesus's trial, what many of us have experienced during the COVID crisis. He had his number one coping mechanism taken from him. I'm gonna repeat that once more, that Peter had his number one coping mechanism taken from him. Now. Here's where it says this in the text. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, put away your sword. Did you read that in the Gethsemane Chronicles? Peter, put away your sword for those that live by the sword, die by the sword. Now that's what the text says. So as we are judging Peter walking from Gethsemane over to the trial of Jesus, understand that he no longer has his go-to weapon. 
he no longer has his go-to coping mechanism. See, what God has allowed for all of us to go through at some point in our life is a moment where our go-to coping mechanism for us to remain faithful in our spiritual journey is taken away from us. This is what Jesus means when he says, Simon, Simon. Notice he doesn't say Peter. <laughs> you know why he doesn't say Peter? Because he wants to remind Peter where he came from. He wants to remind Peter that everything ain't right inside you, brother. Like you got a lot of fervor for me, but don't forget your name before I, I met you. Don't forget your name before I called you. Don't forget that just as much as you are Peter, you are still Simon. And, the, and Satan desires, or the Bible says in the original Greek, he has requested to have you. Now, notice what happens to Job when Lucifer asks to have him. All of his coping mechanisms are taken away from him. He loses his kids. He loses his riches. He even loses the connection that he had with his wife. Everything is taken away from him. And what I want to suggest to you here today is some of us need to be a whole lot more kind to ourselves because we get upset with ourselves. We get bogged down in shame and guilt because we do not realize that it's a part of life to stumble. It's a part of life to have your coping mechanisms taken away because what Jesus is trying to do is replace your carnal coping with an invisible spiritual coping mechanism. Now watch this. <laughs> what God does is he takes away from the carnal sword and replaces that with the spiritual sword. Later on chapter two, who is the one who preaches the sermon that baptizes 3,000 folk in Acts chapter two? Who is the person that stands up in the congregation and gives a testimony based upon the word of God? Now, we flip over and see that in the armor of God, the sword is the word of the Lord. So I want to suggest here that what Jesus is really doing is he's setting Peter up, yes, for a stumble, but also for a necessary retooling. Because if Peter keeps trying to witness with a carnal sword, there's gonna be some other swordsman that he runs up against one day that's gonna take him out and lay him flat. That's why Jesus says those that live by the sword die by the sword. You always going to meet somebody who's a little better than you are. You always going to come up against something that's stronger than you are. But I want to give you something, Peter, that will last. Your coping mechanism is the sword of men, but I want to give you the sword of the spirit and recognize that the thing that ushers us in to this moment of retooling is a stumble, is a failure, is a lack of success. And a lot of us have been taught and trained to look at our stumbles and our failures, our lacks of success, the moments we're embarrassed about, the moments we're not so proud about, and we're taught to look at those moments as times and places when God, watch this, where God was upset with us because we did not meet God's expectations. But can I bless somebody out there? If I can bless you, just go ahead and push that love button one more time because I'm gonna bless you with something right here. Notice this, watch this secret. There is no way that you can ever fail God's expectations 
because before you were born, all of your days were recorded in God's book. <laughs> That's straight from Psalms 139 and verse 16. You can go ahead and fact check me on it if you want to. But David says, before I live one day, all of my days were recorded. Solomon then follows up in Ecclesiastes 6 and verse 10, where he declares, all of men's days have already gone before him. Therefore, who can argue with a man? destiny. What I want to suggest here today is before Peter stumbled, his God already knew he would stumble. And that's why the Bible says, surely, Simon, I tell you, before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. But I love this aspect of the story, because if I can't fail God's expectations, then God is rarely ever disappointed with me. <laughs> Thank you, God. God is rarely ever disappointed. Why do I say that? Well, the psychologist, Brene Brown, you need to look up her podcast if you have not. It launched just a couple months ago. She says that the one thing we're missing when it comes to understanding our emotions is understanding the narrative that underlies each emotion. So, for example, anger, the underlying narrative is perceived lack of justice. When it comes to when it comes to joy, the underlying narrative of joy is I have accomplished a goal. Watch this. Guess what the underlying narrative of disappointment is? Unmet expectations. <laughs> oh, this is some good stuff. And I pray that you are receiving it because what that just told me is God is not as disappointed with me as I think he is. Because to be disappointed, you got to have unmet expectations. But if you knew me before you called me, if you knit me together in my mother's womb, if you understood all of my days, if you came to me before I came to you, if you loved me before I first loved you, then that means you ain't disappointed. That means I met your expectations. I did fail. I did stumble. I'm not perfect. I'm not righteous. But praise God, I don't have to be. And that is what the gospel is trying to give to all of us. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to live an unblemished life. You don't have to put all this pressure on yourself to meet God's expectations. God already has seen your whole life. He's watched it play before him before you were even born, which means I get the right to stumble sometimes. And somebody here tonight needs to receive that because you have been down on yourself during quarantining. You've been down on yourself as you've thought about your life and thought about what you haven't done and thought about what you wish you should have done. And all of that keeps going around and around. But I wish you would see that God loves his kids when they stumble forward. That simply means that you do take your L, but you turn your L's into lessons. Can I pause right now? and invite you to comment right there and say, I'm gonna turn my L's into lessons. See, you gotta learn that 
falling down is just a part of the journey. That's just a part of life. And this narrative that we've been taught all of our lives, that we are supposed to always stand and always walk tall and always be successful and always, always, always. And that's why there's no vulnerability amongst the community of faith. That's why there's little sincerity. That's why people can't be transparent. They don't want to admit that I've been stumbling and I've even suffered a fall, not understanding that the definition of righteousness is not based on how many times you don't fall. The definition of righteousness is based upon how many times you do stumble and fall and get back up again. And so as I close the true secret of this passage with Peter, now that we've done away with our judgmental mentality, now that we've admitted our humanity, and now that we are looking at God and say, oh man, you expected that to happen the whole time. I love what Jesus says. Peter, no, he don't say Peter, do he? No, correct me. I'm in the text. He says, Simon, Simon, I know who you really are, God. And I know you got all this fervor for me. You're excited, but your number one coping mechanism is about to be taken away from you. And I'm going to take you through a time of rebuilding and retooling so that I can give you spiritual weapons, not carnal ones for the pulling down of strongholds. And I love what Jesus says after this. You are going to stumble. I expect it because you're human. And I saw your whole life already, but I have prayed for you. <laughs> Yo, somebody needs to press the love button right now because we celebrate our grandmama praying for us. And some of us celebrate our mama praying for us. We always look at the deaconess and say, thank you for praying for me. And yes, we sing the song, somebody prayed for me, kept me on their mind and took the time and prayed for me. But I got news for you. I don't celebrate the fact that my grandmama prays for me and I don't get so excited just because my parents, siblings, or friends pray for me. I've got a high priest that's been touched by my infirmities. He knows what it's like to feel like stumbling. And although he lived a life without sin, he already saw my life filled with sin, but he is not intimidated by my circumstance. He expects me to stumble, but he prayed for me. I want you to know that Jesus is been praying for you. No, I'm not just talking about a human being here on this planet. I'm talking about God in human flesh is praying for you. I don't know how down and depressed you've been. I don't know how discouraged you have felt, but I wish you would just take some time to celebrate the beauty of the idea that Jesus is praying for me. And when Jesus prays for me, Genesis chapter one says that when Jesus speaks, it comes to pass. The book of John chapter one says that all things were made by him, which means this, if Jesus prays it, it will happen. And Jesus says, when you are converted, Peter, when you get back up, Peter, when you recover from this setback, Peter, when you stumble, Peter, make sure you get up and go encourage somebody else. Don't be judgmental. Don't forget about this moment of failure. It's going to help you be more compassionate and more empathetic and more kind and more loving. Peter, I'm going to use this 
for your good. You just make sure that after you get through this stumble, you go encourage somebody else. And I've been through some stumbles. I've been through some failures. I have missed some challenges. I ain't perfect. But I came to encourage somebody tonight. You don't got to be perfect. You just got to know that Jesus has been praying for you. No, I'm not talking about that elder. No, I'm not talking about your local pastor. I'm not talking about your conference office official. I'm not talking about a prayer summit or a prayer conference. I'm saying Jesus is praying for you. And when you get through this, you got one task. Go encourage somebody else. I want you to know that stumbling forward is just a part of life. It's just what happens. We are human and it's going to happen. But I'm telling you, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, did not just come down here to die for you and to show you a standard that you would never be able to attain. No, in fact, my friends, he came down here to win the right to pray for you. That's what he did. He won the right to pray for you in spite of all the stumbling. And that is why Jude says, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. It does not say you are faultless. It just says you'll be presented faultless. Why? Because Jesus prayed for you. And I hope you would receive this word and recognize that we all going to go through it. But with Jesus praying for you, you only have one task in life, and that is to take your stumble moments and turn those moments into encouraging moments for your brothers and sisters who are stumbling too. And so right now, if somebody just needs that encouragement, right now you're watching this and you receive this word, you're like, God, I want to get over guilt. I want to get over the debilitating nature of shame. I want to stop speaking bad about myself. I want to stop ruminating on the elves. I want to just pick those elves up and turn them into lessons and become the very person that you made me to be. I just want you to lift your hand right now. Just lift your hand where you are. And if you're really receiving this, lift both hands and say, God, it's me. It's me. Pray for me, Jesus. Pray for me. If you pray for me, I know that I'm going to get on the other side of this and I'm going to be reborn into a tool of mass destruction, a weapon of mass destruction against the realm of darkness. You're just lifting both hands now and you're saying, yeah, I've stumbled. But Jesus, you can pray for me and I know that I'll make it to the other side. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. That the, the, that the stronghold of guilt and shame that rests over your people, the stronghold of a judgmental mindset and a rigidity that keeps us from embracing one another, coming beside one another and encouraging one another. I'm praying that those strongholds will be torn down now in the name of Yeshua. We pray, oh God, underneath the banner of love that you have given to us, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons and daughters. I receive that now. I am a son. And, and, and we are all, all daughters in your eyes. We are all siblings. We are all, uh, we are all family to you. We've been adopted by the spirit of adoption. That's what your word says, and we claim it now. We have nothing to be ashamed of any failure, any stuff.
stumble, any faltering, all of that, God, is just a part of it. We get it now. It is a part of the human experience. This is the part of the human experience you never meant for us. However, we're here. And I love how you did not distance yourself from our, from, from our imperfection. But it says that you got into our skin and you walked around here with us. And yeah, you did it without sin, but that wasn't to hold up some standard that we would now have to look to and forever feel ashamed because we have not reached it. No, you did that for us. You did that so that you could pray for us to win the right to speak over us good and wonderful things and see those things come to fruition. Father, if you pray for anyone whose hands are lifted, Jesus, right now, if you pray for us, Holy Spirit, right now, if you pray for us, we know that we will be able to make it to the other side. Our stumble will only lead to an evolution where we are better equipped to get beside our fellow human being and to be a comfort and a compassionate companion. So Lord, we pray these things for everyone who has uplifted hands right now. And we ask that these things will come to pass sooner than later. In the name of your son, we pray it. Amen. 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 And amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Michael Polite, for coming through and for giving us that powerful word. I feel so liberated after hearing that message because I now know and believe with all my heart, and this is the faith of God that he's given me, that I am loved that I, I am loved, I'm loved by God, that he's not ashamed of me, he's not disappointed in me. I believe that there's some chains of, of shame, some chains of guilt, some chains of depression that have fallen. As this word went forth, I believe God's spirit took that word, transposed it so that it hit right where it needed to hit. And tonight, this world, as we are all tuning in, we wanna say thank you, pastor, thank you for your faithfulness to the call and for delivering that to us without dropping that plate. God cooked that up real good in the kitchen and we appreciate that. Good Lord, it was not just delicious, it was both delicious and nutritious. That was a word that definitely changed the trajectory of my life. And I wanna say thank you for that. We dare not let you go though, because we gonna pray for you we thank you for telling us and reminding us that God, Jesus himself is praying for us, um, but we would like to do just that for you. We want to intercede on your behalf if you would allow us before you go. Pastor Hendrickson, I'm going to ask you if you could unmute your mic and I want you to jump in here and I want you to lead us in prayer. Pray for this man of God as he's poured into us. Thank yeah, you so absolutely. much. Let's pray. Absolutely. God, what a powerful, what an awesome message that your manservant delivered on tonight. Lord, we dare not play with the word that went forth tonight. And I believe that this was liberating on so yes. many levels for yes. so many of us. Yes. So many of us needed to hear this, God. Mm. We thank you how that word went out, the reminder that yes. it's not about stumbling, it's not about falling, it's about the direction in which we stumble yes. and fall in, yes. God. We thank you for the thank reminder you. that the book, the Bible, is, yes. a, is your love story to us, God. Yes. The lengths in which you're willing to go through yes. for humanity. We thank yes. you for that. Thank Lord, you. we thank you for what your manservant Mike has poured out to us tonight. Lord. So God, 
at the same measure in which he's poured out to so many tonight, Lord. Yes. May you indeed return that to him, double, triple, quadruple fold. Yes, yes, I ask Lord. that you will cover him, Lord. Yes. Not just him, but cover his wife who stands with him and his child, Father. Yeah. I pray in a very special way. We recognize that you've given him such a powerful message. We know the enemy is not pleased, but yeah. we believe that greater is he who is in us than he yes. who is in the world. So, Father, protect him, protect yes. his family, protect his ministry, God, and Lord, enlarge his territory yes, Lord. as he continues to seek to do your will. Mm -hmm. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, after receiving such a powerful word, I just want to offer you an opportunity to take this and don't allow this, this word as it's been planted in your heart. Don't allow this thing to go in one ear and out the other. I want you to walk in this anointing that has been poured out in God's spirit on your life. This transition, this change that's happening. This is, this is of God. God is doing this. God orchestrated that you would be tuning in this night that you would receive. Because this, oh, God has elevated us to another level. And we say, thank God for seeing where we were and for meeting our need where it is. And, and at this time, I want to just encourage you. I want to encourage you. If you want special prayer, if you need encouragement, if you want Bible studies, if you need to be baptized, like we want you to just reach out to us. Please let us know how we can be of assistance to you. Because listen, as pastors, all three of us, man, we can say that we know what this pastor was talking about. The idea of stumbling and allowing God to take those L's and transform them into lessons. Listen, we want to encourage you along your way, along your journey. And we need you to know that you're not alone, that God has positioned us. What did he say? Pastor Priester tonight, he said, get up and go help your people. Go help your brother and your sister. That's what we're trying to do for you. So please let us know. Reach out to us. Send us a message through the, the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. Um, if you want to just put a comment in there, that's fine. We want to pray with you, connect with you. And man, this word was good tonight. Good Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, let me also put this in your ear. When we end this tonight, please do me a favor and press share. I need you. I, look, even if they didn't tune in and get this live, there's some people who need to get this word and just archive, you know, after the fact, re in retrospect, let them go back, let them receive this word, but don't be selfish with this thing. Please share it just like you received it tonight. You want your family and your friends and those with whom you're in connection to receive this as well. Man, God is good. For those of you who desire to give, we always like to tell you, at the end of our program, that there are opportunities to be a blessing to people around the globe. Again, we were able to, to bless six different families with over $2,000 over the first week and a half of our revival. And let me go ahead and remind you how you can sow. You can use the Cash App and you can send it to the Quarantine Revival. That is the money sign, the Quarantine Revival through Cash App. Um, or you can use PayPal and that is the Quarantine Revival at gmail.com. Again, through PayPal, that is the quarantine revival at gmail.com. Every single cent, every penny goes to help those who are in financial crisis during this time. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Oh, this is good, man. <laughs> this is a good night. God is good. He needs, yeah, yeah, God is good. 
God is good. I need to throw it in gallery review again. Y'all need to just look, celebrate these preachers. If you're appreciative for Pastor Michael Polite, for Pastor Damon Hendrickson, go ahead and press that heart button and tell them thank you. Say thank you for allowing God to use you. We dare not forget that the vessel, it needs honor as well. And we don't, you know, in order to lift up Jesus, the divine, what did you say? Kevin? I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you to unmute your mic. You need to tell us that again. Remind us of that nugget before we leave. We don't have to diminish the human contribution yeah. in order to uplift the divine presence. Yeah. We don't have to diminish the human contribution. Well, we don't diminish your contribution tonight. We celebrate it and we say thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, again, let me remind you that tomorrow night is our QR mystery night. Um, every Saturday night, we have an opportunity uh, to come and worship, and we want to make sure that you know that tomorrow we do have a preacher, we do have a singer who's going to be with us. They are a mystery. If you desire to put your cast your vote, then you can go to the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. Go ahead and tell us both, not just one, but both. Who do you think the speaker and the, the singer is tomorrow? And we're going to gift whoever wins $100 as well as a 90-day devotional. We're hoping that that will bless you during this time of crisis. Again, tomorrow is our QR Mystery Night, and we're looking forward to that experience. Man, oh, man. God bless you guys. We're going to go ahead and play our outro. And again, please share this when this stream ends. We love you. Have a great evening. So hey.